The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and there is losing, and there is what happened to the Raiders on national television, Sunday night, that and more here on show 490-490, folks. Well, before I get into disaster <laughs> in D.C., the disaster in D.C., sounds like a dramatic novel. Yes, I have a few shout-outs here. Raider Damien from Placer County uh, made us a pretty cool mural uh, made out, out of plastic of our logo, Raider Nation podcast. It's badass. you got to see it. I'll put it up on Facebook. You can check it out. Uh, thank you, brother. That was very, very cool of you uh, to uh, give that to us. That's very cool. And last but not least in the shout-outs, the Crusader Raider, who was recently inducted into the Pro Football Super Fan Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Keith. Well-deserved. If you know him, you know you love him. The Crusader Raider is always a very cool dude, man. Trust me. Ultimate in Raider fan. And Kelly, too. His daughter. <laughs> Crossbone Kelly's, that is. All right. On today's show, we will have. That'll be demolition in D.C., destruction in D.C. You call it what you will. I call it ugly. <laughs> We're going to pick this one apart. Faux show. And, of course, we'll do a pregame for my favorite and yours. Let me ride that donkey donkey, the Bronco Hose. Because they're next at mile. I got to get high to watch a game there with those people. <laughs> Brother. All right. And the bone line will wrap up this show. So let's get her done. We got to do it. I hate to, but let's go, let's go on to the destruction, demolition, dismantling, you call it what you will, I call it ugly, game against the Washington Redskins. Oh, boy. Stand up and cheer, stomp your feet, start clapping, NBC Sunday night about to happen. Sunday night football, and the Raiders trying to get to 3-0 and tie the Kansas City Chiefs atop the AFC West. The call's him. It's a call. It is him. They won, they won again, Link. Three times the Raiders have won the toss, and they want the football 
all three times so you know what they want to do tonight play fast get the ball score first the Raiders have not trailed for a single moment the first two games of the year so Derek Carr and the Raiders will take it following the touchback on their 25 yard line the highest scoring offense in pro football 45 points last week 71 the first two weeks combined and nary a turnover and uh, the best offensive line in football they have Marshawn in a single back set. Look at her one Marshawn up the middle, puts his head down, and sledgehammers forward for about four. Michael Crabtree getting into it post-play with Josh Norman. They have some nasty, very physical corners here. Second and seven here. Marshawn, the lone back, Derek under center. And Derek at a play action, gets his head around, fast steps up in the pocket. Going to throw a bomb wide open to Mari Cooper. They close on it, and it's intercepted over the top. It is picked off there by the safety, Monte Nicholson. As Cooper was open, but the safety came over the top and took it away, helping out Breland Tom on the deep ball. So Derek Carr throws his first interception of the year on the second play of the game. Yeah, Cooper was open. He got behind the corner, but the safety came over and made a great play covered his his half of the field yeah Derek thought he had Cooper behind Breland but Monte Monte Nicholson linked the round four rookie out of Michigan State came over and played the ball and ran it back 30 yards Nicholson baited by baiting car into that that throw you look at him he said as you mentioned came open late but he baited him and stood and got a great interception great jump on the ball when he saw it in the air so it's 14 nothing Derek takes a knee and that'll be the first half It'll be a long night. Raiders haven't played too many of these East Coast games on Sunday night football. The Raiders are not going to be back till daybreak. Actually flying back to San Jose tonight. The run runs are not going to be open when they land in Oakland. So back to San Jose tonight at daybreak. And then you got to get ready to play a, a critical game next week in Denver, town yeah. in the altitude. When you look at the schedule, the way it's drawn up and all the travel that the Raiders have to make this year is almost not fair. Raiders three of the first four on the road to open the year and three of the last four on the road as well. That was the same situation last year and the Raiders got out of it with a three and one record. If they can recover next week in Denver, they could get back to uh, three and one. Raiders have been outgained tonight. The scoreboard tells you some of it, 27 to 10, they're down. But <laughs> the total yardage is just incredible. The Redskins have 463 yards. The Raiders, one of the best offensive teams in football, have 71 yards. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Yeah, go figure that one. Just never got going tonight. No, that's Passing exactly game, right. just nothing. And you fell behind so fast, Link, you had no time to come back in the game. Very flat on all levels. From receiving core offensive line, quarterback throws two interceptions. Can't really get the running game start, just flat across the board. Right now, this would be the second fewest total yards the Raiders ever gained in a game, but they got a long way to go. They may be able to get back some of it. The first down's also amazing. Washington has 18 first downs. The Raiders, four. Four the whole game. Final seconds of the game. Carr throws out to Seth Roberts, comes up the left sideline, runs out of bounds as the gun goes to end the game. And that'll be the final. The Raiders wind up over 100 yards the last few plays of the game here, but Washington rolls up 472 yards wow. of total offense. The score was not as indicative of how lopsided the game was. The Redskins, with the exception of a couple of turnovers, a muff punt and a fumble, 
other than that, the Redskins completely dominated the game from the second snap of the game when Derek Carr was intercepted by the rookie safety, Monte Nicholson. That was an open. He got the, uh, you know, I, I can see why he threw that ball, but I, he also laid it up and it was expecting a, a very difficult acrobatic catch. Didn't happen. Well, the Raiders wind up losing tonight. They get 128 yards of offense, 472 total yards for Washington as the Redskins are all over the Raiders. The blues come over me. Well, I'm sure it was a typical uh, early fall day in D.C., which would be about 85 and big-time humidity. Tough place to play uh, as far as weather goes. I know this. The Raider Nation showed up their huge D.C. Raider boosters. They, they, they get it down, man. And the Raider Nation was in the house because the one pass that Cooper caught, you could hear Coop through the entire stadium. Yet, that was one catch. Along with Crabtree, one catch. Seven first downs in the entire game. Four sacks, two interceptions. Let me just tell you what it was. It was ugly and it was it was deserved because I just think the Raiders thought this was an easy game. I don't know why. This is an NFL team and they mean business. And this defense... They came after us and kicked us in the face. The offensive line was looked like children amongst men. Derek Carr wilted like a, a sunburnt flower. I mean, uh, quite honestly, played like crap. He played horrible. Probably his worst game I've seen him in that I can remember. His worst performance. And he was scared. He was scared. The team was scared. Well, I don't... I'm sure, man, because it seems like their defense was angry. Very angry. There's a lot of talk. A lot of talk about the Raiders going into Washington and kicking their ass. Nobody gave us a shot, man. Only the person who gave us a shot is the men that was in this room that was working all week to come out here and get a victory. And that's what we did, man. Can't, you know, say no more than that. Josh, there was a lot of talk of Crabtree and Cooper coming into this game. Did you take that personally as a secondary? Personally? What was personal? Other than them getting their tails whooped, what was personal? I mean, you know, first, first and foremost, you don't come in here and say what you're going to put up on somebody. 200 yards? Did he even catch two balls? You only caught one, huh? So please, whatever you do, do not run your mouth for your wide receiver and you expect to show up on Sundays because I'm telling you, we are here and we're waiting. Don't come out here and tell me what you're going to do. Show me. You're going to have to run through me to get that. We ain't letting that happen. So whatever that young cat said, Coop, go and take it back. Crabtree, I have nothing to say to you. Yes, I may be covered two, but I'm covered one, two. I'm covered one, I'm covered two, I'm covered three and covered four, all of them. All that ingredients and making a perfect attack. That's what he did, man. I don't do all that extra stuff. But when you come out here on this field, you're going to see about us. And Sherman's right. He ain't say he was sorry, but I don't think he's sorry. He sucked. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't come out here and do that extra stuff, man. We don't play that out here. 
may want to check the stats. You may want to check the person who you're going against next time because we ain't playing that, man. I try to keep everything all coping, steady, and cool. But when you cross the line, when you do all that extra stuff, we don't play that out here, man. Boys showed up. They played some hell of a ball, some heck of a ball today. I can't, you know, be more proud of, you know, everybody being in arms and on deck. Yeah, I think I got to respect Josh Norman for stepping up and telling them exactly how it is because I agree. If you're going to talk smack and tell somebody you're going to put 200 yards on them and you're going to do this and you're going to do that, and you get one catch, bro, one catch each, you better say you're sorry and until you can make that happen because <laughs> the Redskins defensive backs kicked your combined little asses. And you know what? Put up or shut up. But I don't like that trash talk crap. Not like that. I don't think it has any class. I think you should just shut up and play football. It seems like their defense was angry. Uh, first of all, Michael Crabtree never talks. Amari Cooper talks less than Michael Crabtree. When did Crab and, uh, and Coop get Josh Norman so riled up? Maybe they said it during the game, but Amari doesn't talk. Maybe uh, maybe Crab does. I don't know. But obviously, Josh Norman had a point to be made, and they, they executed their scouting report uh, perfectly, and it was a humbling game. I'm blaming it on Bruce Allen, Bill Callahan, and John Gruden getting intel to his younger brother because they, they knew the Raiders better than the Raiders knew the Raiders. They really had a tremendous game plan. Greg, Chris Collinsworth asked Minuski, their defensive coordinator. Minuski? Yeah. He asked them, okay, San Diego. What, what do you got? What do you got planned for this high-powered offense? He said, it's not about X's and O's tonight. This is Manu Manu. And you know where I think he got that? I really do believe that Marshawn Lynch dancing the way he danced on the sideline in that Jets game while that game was still going on. It's not like he did just a little dance after maybe a touchdown. It was like just some long, drawn-out thing. I think they played that. I know now, this. DJ, did you see DJ Swearinger, their safety dancing on the sideline and mocking the Marshawn dance? Exactly. Like John Norman th- talked to him. I think <laughs> if it was Bill Walsh, if it was George Seifert, if it was Mike Shanahan, they would have played that. They would have started every meeting that week. Look what you're going to be playing against, guys. Do you want them to bear, embarrass you on your home field? And a group of men got enraged. And what they did is they took the field and they were more physical. They were more dominant. They beat us to the punch in every aspect of this football game. Rich Gannon joins us. What did you see from your vantage point? You know, they really ran into a hornet's nest. Uh, and I, I had a chance yesterday, believe it or not, to talk to the Redskins defensive coordinator. I asked him specifically, "What did you do to the Raiders?" And he just he said that he made it a per, he made it a very personal vendetta. You know, Greg Minuski was a guy that played in Kansas City, Pop, as you know, with Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, he went back to the, you know, he went back to the, you know, the Raiders are bad people, and 
you know, they're, they've got different rules and, and, uh, different game and all that. And, and, it, and it became a very personal thing, almost like a homecoming game. This team was really fired up for the, for the Raiders. I didn't, I think they just ran to a Hornets that caught them in a bad time. Cook was our best receiver. We averaged 2.7 yards of play. Special teams played hands down the best of all of the faces, man. Marquette King was the man. This was an ugly game. Probably one of the ugliest. And you want a reason? I'll give you the reason. Going to East, that's always tough. Even though we've done really well going East. A late game. And here's the dagger in the heart. It's a nationally televised game, which I don't I don't know. Maybe we have, but I don't remember a lot of them lately uh, that we've done any any good in. And I don't know if we were prepared for the spotlight or this whole, don't give me any garbage about this Trump thing because I don't want to even get started. Because if I do, I'll never finish this freaking show. Car looked like garbage. So what does he do? Second play of the game, he decides to take a shot. And this is the one thing I would say about Derek. Think of all the big plays Derek Carr's made where he's looking to one side of the field and you think he's going to that side and then it seems like he hardly even looks and he comes back to the opposite side, he lets it fly. I can remember a game last year, I forget it was against, he had two amazing throws, one looking right, throwing left, one looking left, throwing right. They were just amazing. But part of me thought... Uh, you know, I've been thinking, how, how much is he really looking at that backside? Uh, he looks like he's not looking at that. Is he? Is he got one eye? You know, the left eye going over there. How how peripheral is his vision? So, and I, the Raider players in practice have been scouting Derek, and Derek is susceptible to looking away. Now, this is what good quarterbacking is: just to move that safety. But if you do it to a fault, it's almost predictable where he, he's looking, and I'm talking about the second play of the game, the interception, when he thought, you know, Murray had one-on-one against Brashad Breeland, and the, uh, the safety was over the top, Monte Nicholson. And he looked to his right, and Nicholson, you know, just, you would think, hey, he's on the back side, he's not coming my way, but they never left him. And when Derek came back to his left, and he left, he lofted the ball in the air like Nicholson was not on the field. There's a scouting report around the NFL and even the Raiders uh, of their very own defense that Derek does this a lot and you got to be ready on the back side. And you were so good at that kind of play. You guys called it the sluggo seam when John Gruden was there and Bill Callahan where you would, you know, fake a, a slant and go on one side, pump it and then come back to the other side. Tell me about what a quarterback has to do with his eyes to be able to see the backside throw or the front side so whatever throw he's pumping away from rich to be able to know that that throw was clearly there for him it's a great question i think what happens is first of all it's unsettling for a quarterback to to, to take your eyes you know off a specific part of the field in other words to to work to your left and to come back late to your right that's just a lot of times when bad things happen now it's by design you're trying to move a safety trying to you know, get a seam route up the up the uh, you know up the middle of the field, or try and attack that outside lane versus a two deep coverage. But first of all, you got to make sure that you, you see the throw. You've got to be able to make sure you, you've got a sense of where that safety is in relation to the receiver in the corner, and you got to be able to be in balance. I think a lot of times when you start one way and you come back the other way, if your feet and your your body and your 
your shoulders aren't square, you're not able to drive the ball. And that's a throw that has to really be driven. And of course, you got to be able to see it. But, you know, sometimes he gets away with it. That one was not a good decision. And then Amari, the way he stuttered his route, he stopped, he idles down, he did not go play the ball at all in the air to break it up. He did seen not, that before from Amari Cooper. Many seen times, that before. way too much, way too much in his career. He did not touch Nicholson down, even though he did contact him in the air. He got the, the, the tackle. Amari, you are way too good of a football player to be doing this. Our offensive line was outmatched. Our defensive line played pretty good. Let me just say, the defense, I think, were just wore out because the offense was never on the field. I mean, the time of possession, we had 23 minutes. They had 38 minutes. And did you expect this performance out of this group? No. But I'll tell you what, right now, we need to put up or shut up and here's what, another thing in the game. We had no pass rush. Yes, we have one guy that can pass rush. Irvin is not a pass rusher. We don't have that other guy. We need, we need another guy or a couple of guys that can really get after it. Because they, Moses, which was his name, I believe, he blocked the living crap out of number 52. There was nothing there for him. We got one sack. I mean, <laughs> oh gosh. They beat our ass bad. That wasn't a loss. That should have been 50 to nothing. Do I need to say another friggin' word? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> By the way, Todd Downing, you were punked. Your play calling was adolescent. Second and three, you throw the ball twice. You don't run the ball when you have to run it. You have to, even if you're getting three yards, you cannot stop giving the rock up. And Carr, I mean, why didn't you have alternative plays? You didn't change your playbook. You just said, we're going in like this, and if it doesn't work out, Whatever. Well, this is, Mr. Todd Downing, this is the whatever about that attitude. Because you need to have a flexible game plan. The Chiefs change up their game plan even throughout the game. So do the Patriots. Good teams do this. Good teams can be flexible and change what they do. You know, one week the Patriots throw the ball for 600 yards, whatever. And the next week, they run it for 300 yards. And so, you know, it's just you have to change it up. But there was no change in your game, bro. Todd Gowning, you suck as an offensive coordinator. This was an ass-whipping, and this deserves to be hanged on your ass because it's not like we don't have the personnel, but we certainly did not have the scheme to beat the Redskins. We have the talent. Don't tell me we don't. So when we have when you have talent and it doesn't get the job done, that's coaching, baby. A 100%. Jack Del Rio is here to join us. Jack, thank you very much for joining us. I imagined it's been a, a long flight back and a very busy day so far. Yep, long trip. 
didn't go the way we wanted, but we are back at work uh, putting the last one behind us and getting ready for the next one. What happened? We didn't play well, and they did. There was no doubt about that. It seemed to be a all phases of the game disconnect. And, you know, I, I was wondering, today or yesterday was such an odd day in the NFL with all that was going on before games. Coach, was your team a little bit more worried about an anthem protest than it was a football game? Did no. you sense that? No. No? Because it, it, the, the whole team played distracted all, all night long, or at least seems like it did. Yeah, I think that's what it seems like. And, look, that's everybody's going to be searching for answers. Believe me, as coaches, we we uh, dig right into what needs to be done and what happened and and how we're going to do it better and all that. And that's that's where our focus is. We just well, we got to got to got to take it like men. We uh, we didn't play well. They did. They got the win. Uh, it's one day. We're going to learn from it, put it behind us, and move forward. You don't often get an off night from Derek Carr like that. His 50th start, among the worst of of his career, really. And, you know, there are certain things that I think you just got to expect to show up every week. And normally an offensive line travels. I'm sure you and Mike Tice have talked about this. What did the Redskins do that was that was so successful to get to Derek last night? Well, they, like I said, they just uh, – Russian coverage went hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, you know, we, we had opportunities to do it better. We didn't. And um, – like I said, we're we're making our corrections and moving on. And I can't blame the defense because they were worn the hell out after the first half because they were on the field all day. And, yeah, there were some slip-ups and a third down conversions for them. The third and long, second and longs was crazy. Second and 19, they they throw the ball. They Then, then it's third and three, and then they run the ball for 17 yards. We could not stop them, but it, we did good, man. We we turned the ball over. We gave it back to the offense that did squat. So whether you run the ball in order to throw it or throw the ball in order to run it, you got to do one of them. And if you can't do the other, you got to do the other one really well. And I don't think we tried to run the ball enough. I think Todd Downing's, the you know, on first down, you're really going to do an end around when nothing else has worked. I mean, an end around. That's a play you do once you're in rhythm, right? You, you're moving the ball, you're doing some stuff, and then you throw that. You don't throw that play in. I mean, I know I'm right. When your offense is struggling to get a yard, that's a that's a real, real dangerous play. I, <laughs> Dude... You're trying to be too fancy, and you know what? You got to be a better coach because your coaching is shit. I mean, yeah, you coached a couple good games. We had a couple teams that were okay. Titans are pretty good. But this game here, man, you have no answer for anything that they did, and you had no change for anything that was possible. Bad coaching. All I would say is this is still a young football team, uh, and it's it, it hit us right between the eyes how young they are and how unprepared they were for this spotlight. And uh, the, the defense is the defense. And I didn't think Gary Conley played uh, nearly as well in this game. His movement skill was really compromised. They have problems covering tight ends. you got to do something with Sean Smith here. It's just not working. They're attacking Amerson. Uh, I knew Chris Thompson would be a problem out of the backfield. 
Raiders don't cover backs with speed like that. The defense is the defense. I mean, there's going to be some weeks where they play better. They're more to, uh, connected and together. And there are weeks where they're just going to give it up. But, you know, the reality is, as much as Washington possessed the ball and moved the ball and dominated both lines of scrimmage, they only scored 27 points. This is why before the year started, I said the Raider offense has got to score 500 points this year, which is an average of 31.25. So if they get their average, they win this football game. I think they got to vary the running game more. I think when Marshawn's in the game, they are loading up to slam 24. So I'd like to see more play-action passes. Outside of the flea flicker, you know, early in the game against the Jets, uh, I, I can't recall them really play-actioning enough to Marshawn, which I think you got to do when he's in the game. They, they don't treat 30 and 33 Richard in Washington like they do Marshawn. When Marshawn's in the game, they are all loading up and they're slamming it. So there's got to be one-on-one matchups there to be won. And it's beyond me how they just could not get going in this game. I, I mean, I was riding over on the bus before the game, and I was talking to Coach Flores, and I said, is this the best Raider offense of all time? And he answered, I thought he'd look at me and go, wait, slow down, they're young. And he looked at me and said, yes, as far as the personnel on this football team with the O-line, the depth at wide receiver, the depth at running back, the depth at tight end, the ability of the offensive line to maul you and also pass protect, it's beyond me. And they, the way they just could not get going at all. And, and they recovered two fumbles, a muff and a fumble deep in Washington territory. And they just could not generate any offense. And it starts with the offensive line. But, but Derek Carr, if there's one thing about Derek, I think he's shown on tape and he's got to be concerned about it, is he will look to one side of the field and try to move the defense and then come back to the backside, the side he's not looking at. In this case, it was the backside, his left. And he will throw almost immediately. I've seen him do it a lot for big plays. Remember a home game last year where he did it once looking left, came back right, then vice versa. And it's like, wow. But if you're scouting the Raiders, you're seeing this quarterback do it a lot. And actually, when the Raiders practice against him in times, they, they picked up on it that he will look you off and look to one side, then come back and almost blindly throw to the backside, and I think that first in, uh, interception in Nicholson, Monte Nicholson, he, he just didn't he didn't look at it enough. Nicholson was there, Amari throttled down, and Amari's got to go up and fight for that ball better. I mean, he just let him, you know, Nicholson get on top of the coverage of Breland, and Amari didn't even touch him down, which I've seen him do now three or four times in the NFL. So this one's on the offense. You, you cannot, I don't care where you're playing, Sunday night, Thursday night, Tuesday afternoon, I don't care. This is a state-of-the-art offense. I understand a couple of bad series to start. I just saw Phillip Rivers throw a couple of picks you know, early in that game, but he got back on it at some point. The Raiders just never got going at all. This is a state-of-the-art offense. You've got to be able to generate consistent offensive play. I don't care what the weather is, what the situation is. This one is on the Raider offense. They just did not show up in that game, and I am shocked. I didn't think they were capable of playing that poorly for 60 solid minutes. I, I cannot hang this on the defense. Yes, they gave up a bunch of yards. Heck yes. But they, their offense had the ball all day. Yeah, we had our our defense needs work, and I'll tell you the word it needs work first. It needs a pass rush, cause it ain't shit. A lot of talk, a lot of flapping of the jaws, but Khalil Mack can't do it by himself, and he really doesn't have anybody else that's helping. Not consistently, anyway. You know that guy, 
I, we have to have that guy. And Stiss Smith, oh my gosh. Don't get me started about Sean Smith. I just, I just don't even want to, I don't have to, I hope. I hope the rest of the fans saw his performance. Conley played, you know, as well as he could. They were out of pace and out of place the entire day. And it was a painful thing to watch. And you know what? I don't mind if you're playing hard and you're trying to win the game. But, man, those last few yards, even in the last minute and a half, where there is no way we can win the game. And they're running up there like there's going to be something happening. I, you know, and there's garbage yards and garbage receptions and garbage. It just makes me sick to my stomach. That just last minute was just painful to see. It was, you know, too little, way too late. And I don't know what happened to our offensive line. Now, as I was hearing, I think, on Damon Bruce or one of those shows on 95.7 The Game that the percentage of teams that lose before a divisional opponent are very high. That means, you know, the game before we're going to pay Denver, a lot of teams, when they play a divisional opponent, the next game... They do very poorly in that game because they're kind of thinking ahead because that's a big game. The Raiders are now 2-1. and one. They're heading into Denver, and they're heading into Denver, which is another thing. But um, And we got beat really bad. Now, I take it as a positive, honestly. Okay, so we lost a game. I know it's bad to lose any game. And then we got we lost the game early in the year, which is you know better than later in the year. And I also think that this is a lesson game where maybe they realize, okay, we got to get right back to business and stop all this with brotherly love and we're all brothers and we plan for each other. I don't want to hear any more of that crap myself because I just want to hear them saying we're going to go maul some people and that's it. I don't want to hear that but the zippity doo dah. I don't want to hear about the ha-rah-rah, we're holding hands. I just want to hear we're going to rip somebody's face off and we're going to stick a football in it. And that's what I want to hear from my team because they're the Raiders. And yes, I'm glad they're together and I'm glad they have a good relationship and rapport is good and locker room is good, but I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear the joy and all the smiles and everything, especially after a game like this. There should be no smiles there should be pain. There should be anguish because that's what the fans suffered through at the end of this contest. I guarantee it, especially all those fans out there in D.C. That's for sure. So really, other than Cook and Marquette King, the only two bright spots in a dark place, that's about it. We don't get our shit together this week and shut the hell up and play football. Listen, we slapped 50 points on the Broncos in their house before with a team that's not even close to this good. And, uh, well, this is an embarrassing loss. The coach looked shocked. Everybody else looked shocked. But after the half, I wasn't shocked because I was blaming that shitty-ass offensive coordinator. Yeah, you're going to get on my ass, I know. I don't care. It was his fault we lost the game. It was his fault the car didn't do, you know, bust out of the pocket and go to one side or the other and make a play. 
You know, Carr kept stepping into an endless, bottomless pit that would collapse. Where is the outside play? Where is where is he squeeze out, run around, boom, pop a pass for a first down? Where's that car? I saw a car, first time in a long time, uncomfortable in the pocket. Afraid, didn't trust the lineman. The pocket was collapsing right in, right on him. He had no place to go. It was it was collapsing where he couldn't step up. He couldn't move around. And he just, you saw it. He's frantic. Derek has got to be a little better in the scramble drill. I just, you know, when the pocket's breaking down with other teams, uh, even Brady, even Roethlisberger, uh, as lack of movement as he has, even Eli Manning sometimes, and mainly Aaron Rodgers, they they keep plays alive, and that's how you get big plays when the quarterback starts moving. And I'm not talking about rolling pockets like the sprint right. I mean, you ever imagine, right. you ever visualize Derek getting out of the pocket and making a play in a scramble drill? He doesn't do it. Dak Prescott, we were watching it all night last night. night. We're watching Cardinals uh, Cowboys. Dak Prescott was amazing but in the scramble drill, Pop. Yeah, he does it. But I mean, I, but Derek, the way it's based is to get the ball out on time. So you're all critical of he's getting the ball out in 1.9 seconds, but he's not throwing the ball down the field. He's a dink and dunker. Todd Dyling, you failed in this game so bad that I hope you get your ass chewed by every other coach, including Del Rio, and you know your, your shit's on thin ice. You better fix this crap. You have a week, and that is all I have to say about that. Let's go, Denver! Sunday, October 1st is the day of reckoning. Broncos versus Raiders. Up there in mile, I got to get... Hi, watch football game. What are we going to do? Well, the 2-1 Raiders travel to Bronco country to play the 2-1 Bronco Hoes, who lost to the Bills... Just by a field goal, uh, it was a pretty close game. Uh, the Broncos also beat the Chargers. The uh, Chargers playing pretty good, but evidently not good enough because they're 0-3. Yuck. We've been there, though. You know what that is. So the Broncos also beat the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, Jerry Jones? <laughs> You need a little bit of that glory hole. Unbelievable. Listen, the Raiders are going to have a hell of a time. But this, again, should be a game that we can bounce back from. I say this in true confidence because we have the talent. The only thing that's missing from this team is the coaching. So I expect our offense to be a much crisper, our defense to be much more on time because everybody was late last week. And I I can't even compare the Bronco game to this last debacle against the Skins because it's a different game. 
a division opponent. This this game itself, just as a mark on the calendar, is ultra. This is where it starts. You want to go to the Super Bowl? This is the game you have to win. You want to do anything in the postseason? This is the game you have to win. Divisional games not only are the most important because it's a divisional game, also counts to your overall win total, but a win total in division means everything, as you all know. So this is a super important contest. This is something we must take seriously because, let me tell you, it's up in the air right now. The Chiefs got three wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still have to play us twice. They have to play Denver twice. This is not said and done yet. But if we want this party to get started, it must start in Denver. They are beatable. They will see how they beat the Raiders from our debacle last week. Because their defense can do that. They can get to car. They can cover. So I'm hoping that our coaching staff will change it up a little bit and make it so that we can win this game possibly with some action that hasn't been seen already. A million times, that is. This offense got to expand. It's got to expand in this week. They've got to be some plays in there that we can use to move the ball forward, and I'm talking about running the football. Uh, as far as the offensive line, this is not good news for the Denver Broncos. Now, they, they have changed their defensive line, and they are bigger and stronger. It won't be as easy to overpower them on Sunday as it was for the Raiders last year in that Sunday night game, but uh, in particular, Kelechi Osemele. Whenever he gets beat on a play, you want to run the ball right behind him on the next play because he is going to be violently pissed off. And I think this offensive line, when they look back on what they did, it wasn't just one of them, it was all of them. Washington rushed four guys. They did not blitz a whole lot. Their four-man rush beat the Raiders' five-man rush. And Penn got beat. Uh, you know, obviously Marshall Newhouse got beat, matching up with Preston Smith. There were a lot of bad matchups. They did not block Ryan Kerrigan well. When they look back at this and, and they cash their checks, this is the highest paid offensive line in the history of pro football, especially from left tackle to right guard. They are going to be an angry bunch. So, you know, I, I understand, you know, no fly zone and all that. But to me, Kelechi Osemele and this offensive line needs to gain control of the line of scrimmage and go into Denver and whoop them. And they're going to be foaming at the mouth for Sunday afternoon to arrive in light, in light of how badly they're getting ripped apart by their performance on Sunday night. And when they look at the video, they have to think, you know, which team is this? This is not the Raiders offensive line. We need to run the ball right down their throats. We cannot stop running the football. Marshawn Lynch can't get just six carries. I don't care if he's making only three yards a push. we got to mix up those running backs, and our offensive line better come to play because this is where the men meet in this game, and I ain't kidding. This is a divisional playoff game of two teams that just freaking hate each other. I can tell you right now there is no love lost between Denver and Oakland. Their fans are assholes. And, well, uh, that's just the way it is. I cannot stand Denver. I hate the Denver Broncos, man. I cannot stand them or the fans. So 
That being said, this is a very personal game for Raider Greg because I cannot stand it when we lose to these punks. We've got to win this game. This is the first quarter of the season. All right, this will cap it off. We can either be 2-2, two and two, not great, not terrible, or we can be 3-1, and one, which is where we need to be if we want to make a move. And that means move into the next quarter of the season with some momentum so we can start stacking wins. We have a tough schedule. Every game's important, but man... <laughs> This divisional game is usually important. Their special teams are crazy good. Denver's special teams are good. Their offense is suspect. We can get pressure on Simeon. We can shake him up, make him uncomfortable in the pass, and we have a good chance to at least win or at least make a contest of it. I just don't want to see any more buffoonery like last freaking week. That will be tragic for a team with such high hopes and a fan base that has been hanging on to these guys forever waiting for this to happen, which is really where I come in. We need to have one of these fine defensive linemen of ours turn into a monster. We need Vanderdoes to become a Superman. We need him to play a different position, perhaps. I don't know. Defense better figure that out, but we need to get some more pressure on the opposite side of Khalil. We need to move him more or something because this stagnant defense and this last game looked pathetic after they were tired, of course. But they played a good. I thought they played a good game. Way better than you. The offense was gone. No such thing. No offense last week at all. We need this game, folks. We need to have to win this game in Denver. It's going to be a very hard game, and I hope the coach puts his foot up everybody's ass this week. I hope these players are shamed into anger. I I hope they get so mad at themselves that they go to Denver and take it out on those guys. We need to see some angry, mean football players not holding hands, singing Kumbaya, and all this brotherly love stuff, which is cool, but not in the football game or in the realm, really. Because it's about beating down the other team. It's about who dominates on the line. It's about physical, putting your physical prowess over the other guy. I mean, uh, I'm telling you, if Vince Lombardi would have been there to see this game Sunday, this is what he would have said. What the hell's going on around here? Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit. You got to play with your heart, with every ounce of fiber in your body. And to win! And to win! And to win! There's no room for second place. There's only one place, and that's first place. I finished second twice in my time, and I don't ever want to finish second again. But I firmly hold that a man's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment to anything he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lays exhausted on the field of battle, victorious. That's exactly what he would have said, because it would have been a buffoonery of buffoons like it was Sunday. Denver is beatable. We can beat them. 
we can't even look at last week again unless we look at it with learning eyes, which I hope we do, because these guys got to figure it out. I don't want to see any more drop passes. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Cooper, Crabtree is pretty good, but Crab dropped the pass. Cooper dropped a pass. You can't drop passes. Every pass is important. I don't care if we're getting our ass kicked or not. You got to catch those balls. Carr, you better settle down, partner. If you don't get in there and figure it out with your offensive coordinator how to run outside the pocket, how to get away from the collapsing pocket, you're going to have a long season, son. I don't care how good our offensive line is. You need to learn when the pocket is closing, you got to pop out left to right and make a play. And if you don't get that figured out by Denver, well, we're going to see the same thing. I hope not. I think we can beat Denver. I know we can. Uh, I'm going to call it three-point Raider favorite. I think we win by a field goal. Trevecchio gets the game ball again this week. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm saying. And that is all I have to say about that. All right. It's time for the phone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. I know that there are some great calls. Oh, brother. I thought we were finished with those days, but here we go. It's like therapy, isn't it, boys and girls? All right, who's first? And how appropriate for our first caller, Raider Jim, down deep in Redskin territory. (laughs) Oh, bro. I'm feeling for you. What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Jim calling from the East Coast, actually calling from Redskin territory. And, um, man, I'm sitting here watching this game and, and, man, just scratching my head, just just blown away at uh, how bad, how bad we played tonight, how bad the Raiders looked, how unprepared they looked uh, for the Redskins. Um, and either the Redskins are a, a powerhouse or the, or the Raiders are, are not what I thought they were um, in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, it's just uh, astounding to me. It's 24 to 10 uh, now in the fourth quarter as I'm watching it, and the Raiders just blew a golden opportunity uh, getting a turnover deep in Redskin territory, and, and I don't even know what they were doing. I don't even know what these plays they were calling. The last play looked like Derek Carr was throwing it to a ghost. Uh, he looks disoriented. Uh, he looks like it, it's. He looks like he's playing the Chiefs. So I don't know, man. Maybe it's a Native American teams that he he struggles with. But um, the defense actually has made a few good plays tonight. Uh, gave up some big plays. Uh, obviously, to be down uh, to put 24 on the board, but they've made a few good plays. Um, but man, the offense—I mean, the line—I think they've sacked Carr like four times. He's thrown two picks. Um, his throws are off. Um, it just doesn't. None of it makes sense to me. I'm sitting there watching this game, and I'm just going, "What is going on?" So, 
if if the Raiders miraculously come back in the next 12 minutes, the last 12 minutes of the game, and win this game, and man, I'm calling back. Uh, but uh, but at this point, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, they're bigger things than football and life, thankfully. But man, it was a bad game. I hope we can uh, get it back together for next week because we got to play the Broncos. All right, brother. Thanks again, anyway, man, for your free podcast. And, uh, you know, hopefully we won't have to revert to the suicide prevention hotline like we used to have to do. So hopefully this is an aberration and uh, we'll start playing football again next week. Talk to you soon, brother. Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks for the prompt, brother. And I hope I don't have to do the suicide hotline because I'm going to have to be on it too. Brother, let's not have any more of those times. I was hoping that we were beyond them, but um, (laughs) it's too close to call right now. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller from El Centro, California, Raider Loon is in the house. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's going on, man? This is uh, Raider Loon from El Centro, California. Um, I mean, I'm calling. The game's not over yet, but, I mean, it's over, um, regardless of what happens. Um, I want to say a couple things that some people might be saying at the end of this game, and uh, I hope they don't put it on the defense because I think the defense falls for the most part. Yeah, they gave up some big, some big plays, but they were out there so much. And um, that never helps when Derek Carr and the offense and the offensive line especially and wide receivers dropping balls, Derek Carr throwing an interception on what first or second play of the game. And they just, they they never had it. From the beginning of this game, they never had it. And um, it's, it's kind of disheartening because I feel like this is the first real test they've had this year. I know, Red Greg, you were you were going on about uh, Tennessee being a good team, but I mean, I mean, it's the first game of the season, and, and you know, teams are trying to feel still feel out what they really got. And uh, I, I really, I'm not a believer in Marcus Mariota. I think he he's got his mobility, but uh, I think he's really inconsistent with his, his decision making. But um, yeah, I just uh, I couldn't believe it, man. I could I couldn't believe what I saw today. Seventy one, seventy. 71 or 74 yards in the fourth quarter. Entire team, entire offense, 71 or 74 yards. I'm not even sure what it is. You don't even break triple digits with an offense like we have. I mean, I feel like we got to have coached um, downing just when, when we got that. The only chance we had to really come back in this game is when the defense forced that fumble and we were set up on the four-yard line and he caused three straight passes. And it's the second time he's done this in the season, and I just don't understand it. When you have Marshawn Lynch, I mean, don't get me wrong, offensive line hasn't been creating anything. They've been getting stuffed on the run. But still, man, I just, it's, it's disheartening because I really feel like this is the, the best team we face up to this point. And once we finally face a team with a real quarterback, he shreds us. Shreds us. Screens. Screens are killing us. You think Andy Reid is licking his chops right now? Screen to Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. Going to be home runs all day. 
they got to shorten that shit up. But, yeah, man. Um, Raider Nation, love all you guys. I hope I hope we, I hope this, this humbles all the whole Raider squad and they come out hungry for Denver because this was humbling for me. And then I was drinking the Kool-Aid nasty after the first two games. And now, I mean, I got slapped. And I hope the Raiders got kicked in the gut now that they know how they need to come out in the next game. Or else you're just going to be 500 four games in. All right. One love. This is Raider Loon from Los Angeles, California. I'm well, I got to tell you, I totally agree with the uh, <laughs> first and goal with four yards. We throw the ball three times. I That's very muskrat-like or musgrave, if you want to say that. And this is musgrave's offense. That's not, that's not beat around the bush either. He is in Denver. Musgrave is going to be there letting them know every little thing, every nuance of our offense. So, you know, that's another part of this game. If we don't have a coach that can change things up and make it different or whatever, you can see what's going to happen next week. Uh, this this Denver team is serious. It's ever bit as good. If not, I think it's better uh, than the Redskins. So, yeah, you know, we'll see, bro. I think 500, but uh, we can beat Denver. We just can't play the same way we played last week. And, and bro, I hear it in your voice because I feel the same way. Just when you thought you could be pumped up for this team, I mean, not only – if they would have lost, like, 27 to 32, okay, well, that was a game. But this was – okay, I can't go on. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller, a very cool, good dude. Rada Mike from Tampa, Florida. Well, maybe he's from Atlanta now, but a great Raider fan nonetheless and a smart guy. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, well, actually Atlanta, Georgia now, Grizzly, Tampa, Florida. Hey, give you a call reference to this game. Uh, this is just horrible. This team was not prepared tonight. Uh, uh, I don't know. The game plan as far as the offensive game plan was horrible. You got that huge offensive line. I mean, I understand you want to take chances downfield, but you got to stick with the run. I mean, uh, you know, but that, that, that's just horrible. Derek Carr is probably the worst game I've ever seen play in my life. I don't know what he was thinking tonight. He just got rattled after those two interceptions. Uh, well, the defense tried, I guess, some, to hold it down in the first half, but they just got tired, and then they just became back to the old Raiders' lack of discipline. Uh, I still think Ken Norton, doesn't, he needs to go. He sucks. Um, you know, teach these guys how to be in the correct position, especially on these, these damn screens. These linebackers, he, he coached them, or played linebacker, and he doesn't know how to keep these linebackers in uh, in the correct position. So we got beat up and destroyed by our former coach, Bill Callahan. He probably loves this fact that, you know, he's getting another revenge on us with being an offensive line coach. And then, of course, uh, Jay Gruden, John Gruden's brother, you know, hosing us too. So, uh, I'm, but I'm sure, like I said, Bill Callahan, he's loving this. Um, we should have known, I mean, at least as far as been better prepared for this because Bill Callahan, we know his scheme. He likes to have athletic linemen and, you know, screens and uh, 
a lot of shifting with his offensive line, and we weren't even prepared for that. So that's bad coaching on Ken Norton and offensive line. Uh, Todd Downey, I don't know what he was thinking. He was being too aggressive. I think we should have came out a little bit more conservative and tried to run the ball and control the clock to set up the pass. Oh, I can't believe this guy almost scored another touchdown. It's like 145 left. I'm watching this destruction. So hopefully next week, uh, I guess the Broncos will be better prepared, but uh, this is just horrible. So I look forward to hearing the rest of our my Raider fan club uh, mates give their analysis, but this is just garbage. Uh, it's lack of preparation here, a lack of discipline. Talk to you later. Could not have said it better myself, brother. You laid it all out just like I thought. Well, you heard me earlier. Coaching sucked ass. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, well, they can hang this one on themselves because the players – they have the talent. They're just not doing anything with it. Thanks for the call, brother. Long time no here. Good to hear your voice. And our next caller, my good brother, the Nebraska Raider. He's in the house, and I'm sure he's got something to say. <laughs> What's up, bro? Ready, Greg. Ready, Randy. This is the Nebraska Raider calling in. And I got to say, man. Uh, this last game, I was watching it, and uh, my gosh, I don't know what we were doing on offense. I'm sure we're going to get a whole lot of other guys calling in saying the same damn thing. But, uh, you, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. Um, I mean, the game pretty much spoke for itself. It was very surprising that uh, we didn't do a whole lot on offense. Uh, defense was about what we expect, expected it to be. But um, you know what? Uh, shoot, man. we got to get we got to get Carr in rhythm earlier on. And uh, you know what? Shoot, man. You know, I'm, I'm going to cut this short. I'm going to cut this call short and just say thank you guys for having me out there last week, last weekend. And uh, Show me a good time, and you know what? This game was a bunch of bullshit. You know what it is. And um, next week, Denver Broncos, we better whoop their ass because they got their ass whooped by uh, the Bills this past week. And, um, yeah, so we better do that. And uh, if I don't make this, it's all good. But you know what? What the Broncos ass, man? Let's do it. I'm pissed. Oh, should have beat the freaking Redskins, man. They suck. They're not a good team, man. Kirk Cousins is an overrated quarterback who's getting paid freaking more than Carr is this year. So, I mean, it's just freaking ridiculous that we lost to him. So, you know what? Go Raiders. Raider Nation, Raiders till I die. Beast mode, baby. Good show. This is Nebraska Raider, and I am out. Thanks, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Love you guys. I'm out. Well, my brother, what more can I say other than we all kind of feel the same way? Uh, we don't want to forget this whole game. It was uglier than any of us thought it could ever be again. 
just when you think you can get you can get away from those days, they come back and slap you with one of them. No, this was ugly, bro. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller from Washington, D.C., Captain Radar. What's happening, brother? First to fight for the right and to build the Raiders. Whatever. Greg, 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 Randy, this is the one, the only Captain Raider calling from Washington, D.C. Once again, thank you guys for what you do. We all love you. You guys are amazing, and um, you keep us well-versed in the Raider Nation on what's going on. Thank you so much. Um, so, I haven't called in a while. Listening a lot to you guys. Um, just came back from the game. Um, Redskins Raiders. And um, I am so embarrassed. Um, I really don't know what to say. Um, I literally thought that I was looking at a team, which we become, I mean, literally, I didn't know who was out there. Um, when some of my friends were Redskins fans and, you know, we thought we'd get at least a spirited game. I was trying to be cocky and thought that, that we'd win, but the Ray Nation was in full effect. We had like half the stadium and, you know, we just, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We can do anything right whatsoever. And in all honesty, I got to say, I will say this. I said it all night to my friends and, you know, the Ray Nation that was there there was one play that really ruined us. And, you know, that third and 20 is the epitome of Ken Norton Jr.'s defense. Third and 20, with momentum on our side, you allow him to go, I can't even say, 60-plus yards? That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was embarrassing. So that's my rant. Again, Rear Greg, Rear Randy, we love you. Um, sadly, <laughs> Rare Nation, we went out there in full effect, and we just got completely embarrassed. I feel terrible. But, you know, we'll bounce back, but this is a tough one. Rare Nation, Captain Rita, I'm out. Well, thanks for the call, brother, especially from someone who was there to witness the debacle. You know, there's nothing worse than going to a game away dressed as a Raider fan, you know, and you know you want your team to win. We don't mess around, man. We're serious all the time when it comes to football. Raider Nation is. And you're, jam you're tra chanting, you're talking smack, everything else. And not, your team doesn't go out and fight. They go out and get whooped. I mean bad. I remember leaving the Titans game with Randy one time. It was like 48-3. to three. We got nailed. There is nothing worse and I feel bad for you that you spent all that money and all that time. And this team that you call our team, our team, the Raiders, came and they crapped right there on the field. What a bummer. Uh, the only good thing about this game is we only had four penalties. That was the golden star. <laughs> I'll put on this game four penalties for the game. Uh, that's a good thing. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is still the Connecticut Raider, because we already got a, a Virginia Raider. So you can still be Connecticut Raider, bro. What's up? Raider Greg, this is the former Connecticut Raider. I'm now relocated to Northern Virginia. Um, I was actually at the game. I got to say this. Our defense looked pretty good. They looked very prepared. Um, they baited... Kirk Cousins 
looked like they had a couple cover six looks where they ended up running a man-to-man or a cover four. Um, but Carr looked totally unprepared. The offense looked completely unprepared, like I just said. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if Carr's forgotten how to play from behind and forgotten how to play with pressure in his face, I don't know. All I can say is we got Denver this week, so we're just going to have to be optimistic. Um, I mean, we were, you know, we're due for a loss. We're due for at least one or two losses in the season. I hate to see it happen right in front of me, but I'd rather them get it out of their system losing on the East Coast now as opposed to in January. So, good work with the podcast. Keep up the good work, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Well, brother, I got to tell you, you sound pretty mellow for a guy that was at a beatdown. I hate those games. Those are terrible to go to, man. At least you want to see your game, your team compete. And when people start feeling sorry for you in the stadium, bro, that is the worst. I thought those days were over. Evidently not. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is Raider Dave from Maryland. Man, there's a lot of guys who went to this game. I am so sorry, bro. What's what's happening? How are you feeling? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Andy. My name's uh, Raider Dave, calling from Maryland. Uh, I'm driving home right now from the Redskins game. Man, what the hell was that? That was some of the worst football I've ever seen. Um and some of the best football. I mean, honestly, the the Redskins, give it up to them, man. They played a good game. They came prepared. I think that a lot of people sleep on the Redskins. I know they were kind of out in the woods for a while, just like we were, um, especially around here. Both of these uh, – around here, the Ravens and the Redskins are both the local team, sort of, uh, and the Ravens definitely get the lion's share of the glory but I definitely think that the Redskins are much more of a sleeping giant. Um, Ravens kind of seem, you know, a little bit on the decline while the Redskins are, are kind of on the on the come up right now. I really – I had us winning the game. I didn't think it was going to be an easy win, but I thought we were going to win, and so did so did everyone, honestly. I mean, all my – I have a lot of uh, friends and family out here that are Redskins fans, and they all – thought that the Raiders were going to win too. They were even, you know, texting me during the fourth quarter saying like, don't worry, you know, the Redskins are going to show up. And there were a couple times, I mean, there were opportunities that, uh, you know, we had some opportunities to turn it around, but just couldn't get anything going, man. You know, um, both Crabtree and Cooper had a case of the dropsies, unfortunately. Um, our defense had a couple moments, you know, but, they can't do it all themselves, and uh, our offense is just horrible. They were just bad all around. Carr seems to just get shaken really easily, um, and once you shake them, it's hard, hard to bring them back. My issue with with that is anytime the Raiders get dominated like that, it, it just kind of sticks with them, and uh, it happens with Kansas City every year. They, you know, the Raiders have been embarrassed so uh, so bad, especially on prime time by Kansas City that there's almost like a, a complex there now where um, they kind of go into this game already thinking, you know, already at like a disadvantage. And uh, when they get, when you get dominated like that, I guess it's hard not to, but yeah, man, that was a, uh, I guess Terrell Pryor's 
you know, really happy right now. I'm sorry if uh, I'm ranting. Uh, it's one o'clock in the morning here. I'm driving home. Uh, I actually been sick all weekend and I got out of bed to go to this game. I kind of wish I just stayed home. Um, but I actually, uh, I hope we can learn from this. Hopefully, you know, obviously everybody's blaming this on, on the, all the antics during the national anthem. I don't really think that, um, that's the, uh, the problem. At least I hope not. I do think it serves as more of a distraction than people may think. I mean, I know getting two people that agree on an issue to organize can be, you know, a daunting task, let alone an entire offensive line, uh, especially with the type of egos those guys have. So I definitely think that it's more of a distraction than people may think that it is. Um, obviously, people are thinking that the O-line was sabotaging Carr because he's the only one that stood. I would prefer to think that the Redskins are just kind of a sleeping giant and that they are a good team versus there being actual division in the locker room. Because if that's the case, man, it's going to be a long season. It's only week three. Oh, man. Um, I'll actually be out in California in a couple of weeks. I'm going to the Ravens game uh, with some friends that live out there. So I'm definitely going to try to, you know, find find some other folks that listen to the uh, podcast. I guess uh, you were talking about the Bad Boys of Barbecue, see where those guys are at so I can do some tailgating with uh, some other Raider fans while I'm out there. Um Hopefully they bounce back next week, man. I think Denver lost today too, so they're they're going to be looking for a win. Uh, it's going to be tough, but that product that they put on the field tonight is definitely unacceptable. Um, and I, I won't be giving my money to to see something like that, just because NFL tickets aren't uh, aren't cheap. But hey, so um, I, you know. I, I check in every week, so uh, again, thanks for doing the show, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Go Raiders. Yeah, brother, it's never fun to go to a game and get beat this like this. I mean, I'm sure you'd have felt much better if it would have been a contest. Maybe they would have won by a touchdown or a field goal. A game, a contest, where one side doesn't know, the other side doesn't know whether they're going to win till maybe the fourth quarter. That would be a football game. This was a circus uh, with the circus master of Todd Downing and Ken Norton uh, being a... My heart goes out to you, bro, especially because you were sick. That's never fun. But it is always fun to, to visit the Raider Nation. You'll be coming out to the Black Hole. That'll be cool. Please come to the Bad Boys, a barbecue there in the South parking lot. Right at the end of the RVs, uh, ask around there. People will be able to direct you, or you can hit me up on Facebook. I'll help you out, bro. Um, And have a good, safe trip to Oakland. Uh, And I hope that we have won and beat the Broncos by then, because, damn, that game was harsh. And our next caller is the Desert Raider. What's going on, Sid? What up, Raider Randy, Raider Greg? This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. What can I say? What can I say? We got our asses whooped. Got it handed to us. We were dominated. You know, we have a couple bright spots. There was a couple good defensive plays. 
on offense, we sucked. Our offensive line was porous. Derek Carr looked like a rookie. Our running game was non-existent. Our receivers dropping passes. Amerson, man, the dude just gets burnt for touchdown after touchdown. Uh, everyone, everyone sucked. Except for our kicker and punter. Actually, Marquette King kept us in the game for a while. So, Kyle with a couple of uh, fumble recoveries. Right place, right time. Uh, what killed us was that, uh, what was it, third and 19, and we let them have 75 yards. And uh, we were still in the game, even in the third quarter, after where they were kicking the shit out of us. So all we have to do is regroup, forget about this one, and go off to the Broncos. we got to win that one. All right, Raider Nation, keep the faith. You knew this was going to happen sooner or later, so we just have to regroup. Let's do this. Let's get back on the winning track. All right, Raider Nation, this is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider, and I'm out. Well, thanks for the call, bro, But and I expected to lose a game, but this is not just a loss. I mean, you can lose a game, and then you can get pummeled, and this is a pummeling, uh, not just a loss, and, and I can't stand those. Someday, I never even want to remember these. That's how this day, this team should be playing right now. These kind of games should not be happening. It's not okay. It's not a pass. It's bullshit. Uh, it's been a long time since I heard the howl of the wild. The Arkansan Raider is in the house. What is going on, bro? Oh, oh! Hey, man, this is Arkansan Raider. Listen, um, I saw something last night that we shouldn't be seeing. And and I'm not specifically talking about the, the poor performance um, of the players, although it's related. Um, I'm talking specifically about distraction. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. That's all over the news, everybody in the NFL, all that crap. But listen, I want to say this. Um, I personally have shut off the news in, in general, in politics in particular, because I am a prison chaplain. I've got a job to do teaching these guys life skills. I've got to stay undistracted, unencumbered by the daily life, right? And I teach these guys in the life skills programs and stuff this exact same thing right here. Um, and I don't care. I don't care if you want to blame Trump. I don't care if you want to blame Colin Kaepernick. I don't care if you want to blame alt-right. I don't care if you want to blame cops. It's all cops. I, I don't care. I don't care who you want to blame. Ultimately, the blame lies with yourself if you cannot keep undistracted. If that stuff is bothering you, you need to shut off the freaking TV. You need to shut off the freaking Internet and concentrate on getting your job done so you can get paid, so you can support your family, so you can support your wife and kids and put food on the table. Because this is just utter stupidity. If you can't concentrate on getting your job done, maybe, just maybe, you need to consider another line of work, 
something that allows you to surf all day and lounge on the couch all day. You need to just get something else accomplished. Because what's happening is all this distraction crap, you got a bunch of people depending on you, and you're falling on your face. Once again, I don't care who said what. What I care about is what are you going to do with it? You personally are to blame for your own piss-poor performance. That's all I got. This is our Kansan Radio, and I am out. Well, brother, I'm gonna put I put you on the show because I understand where you're coming from. I think it's a good message for everybody. Just tune in and turn out and those kind of things. But everybody's got an, a different aspect of life. You have a different aspect. I do. Young parents, young children, older people. I mean, everyone's got a different view and angle of the same mess. Um I just think we have to, to, to go through it together. I think it's growth of the country. It never feels good. The United States have grown many, many times. It's never non-painful. It's always painful for growth. I just think we're going through some growth right now, and we got to look at it that way. There's growth happening, even though it looks like it's funky. I appreciate your take. Um, I don't listen to much. I listen to what's important, and uh, the rest of it, I just... Give it up to you-know-who, bro. Thank you for the call, bro. Wow. This next caller, I love this guy. He's been calling in forever. And he's a solid caller. I love his love his takes. This is Raider Dan from KC. Usually hear from him just before the game and after the game against Kansas City. What is the pleasure of your call, bro? What's happening? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. I know you don't like swearing on your program no more, so I'm going to do the best I possibly can not doing that. With him saying that, what was that? I'll just say that. You know, the, the, the thing that killed me about watching the Raiders on television, it looked the first quarter for me personally, he looked very, 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 very familiar. Last year at Arrowhead, I wanted to go see them. And dear Carl looked exactly like that. The entire game, he looked at off. Uh, he looked at distracted. I don't know what he was thinking about. And then the other part I didn't understand was I could swear Bill Musrat was calling a place. Why in the world on the road? On a big stage, just like they did in Arrowhead, they come out with five wide receivers. Why would you go get Marshawn Lynch on third and three, third and whatever, one, two, three? You're throwing the ball, I don't know, 25, 30 yards down the field. Amari Cooper, man, just like Arrowhead, you know, he, he, he checked out. He, you know, I, people can make excuses for whatever. Him dropping balls, he checked out. He checked out the first quarter, and then Carr threw him a deep ball. They almost got picked off again. Well, he ran around and slowed down, just like he did at Arrowhead when the mystery wire 
caught the ball and it fluttered. Well, I looked at him a lot. He slowed down. I want the young man to concentrate on being a better player. You know, uh, I would not let him go, but and he didn't even get his stuff together. You know, another issue I got, like I said, I feel like Bill Musrat got to get a calm play. Why would you go get Jerry Cook if you don't use him? You don't, you don't get a guy that's actually a ball player that's very good at what he does at tight end, and you use him as a decoy. I feel like like an entire game. But like I said, Brady Gray, it's just like the Chiefs game. The defense, who we thought wasn't going to play that good, played great, except for one thing. It was on the field the entire time. So if you're on the field all day, you're going to get beat. And last but not least, man, I wish we could cut, uh, what's his name, number 21, uh, Smith. That guy is garbage. You put him in the slot, you get roasted by Vernon Davis, and then you put him back in there again, he, he got roasted in the preseason. But anyway, now I feel better. Just be ready, Oakland Raiders, when you go meet them chefs, they're going to be tough. I got to hear from Chiefs fan all week about they're on their way to the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the league, most complete, blah, 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 blah. I don't give up on my Raiders. I don't never get up on my Raiders. And I never will. Go Raiders. Well, that was perfect, Raider Dan, because I totally agree with you. When Carr gets hit, pressured, or has an interception. My wife said it too. He folds up like a cheap suit, and that's the end. I don't I don't understand that because that's not his personality, but I've seen him do it more than one time. Um, and I don't get it. Uh, Crabtree and Carr and Cooper. Uh, Cook, who was our number one receiver in this last game, I don't know why they don't use him more. I don't know why they stopped running the football. I don't know why they didn't just use basic football until they could expand the offense as the game went on. Todd Dowling is an idiot in this game. The blame is on his head. Faux show. Uh, and hopefully the Raiders will play better. We'll see. Anything can happen any Sunday, bro. But the Chiefs, they look pretty damn good, man. It makes me sick to say it, but it is true. Appreciate the call, bro. And our next caller is Raider Base. From Ontario, California, what is happening, my brother? <laughs> You're pretty funny. What up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Base calling from Ontario, California. Hello. Has uh, has anybody seen our offensive coordinator? I think uh, they might have switched him out of the game. Um, wow, what the hell was that? Um, I was not expecting that. The Raiders did not come to play tonight, huh? On offense, what can I say? This is this is pretty rare. I don't think I've seen our own line get pushed around like that in a while, you know? I think something's wrong with Cooper. I don't know what's going on, if it's uh, mentally or health-wise, but, dude, you got to catch those balls. And uh, he definitely did not do that yesterday. Yeah, it was just really 
frustrating to see on defense. I think we did some some okay things on defense. I think uh, James, uh, what is it, uh, Krauser? Uh, I think he played pretty good. Bruce Irvin, oh my God, dude! Uh, I don't know, but uh, this guy is not making plays. Jelly and Vanderdoes are still solid in the middle. Khalil Mack is doing this thing, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, Raider Greg. And uh, Emerson, uh, he needs to track those balls better. Uh, Cooper, on that pick, that car threw, he could have tracked that ball better, at least batted down, you know? You seem so lost, and then the effort after, you know, the guy picks it off, like, come on, dude. You know, at least you didn't catch it. At least go touch him, you know, so he could be down. But, yeah, the, the Raiders didn't show up today. And they better get their stuff together because they got Denver next week. And you think Washington's pass rush is good. Uh, wait wait until you get to see Denver's, you know. And uh, you think Washington's corners are good. Wait until you see Denver's. So it's like, hey, you know, you guys better snap out of it, whatever it is. Get your stuff together on, on offense. I know our offense is based on um, our wide receivers and our backs making plays. That's why when we play teams that have poor tackling, uh, we get big plays, right? Uh, I thought Washington was pretty solid on their tackling, so uh, that's why they limited all these plays on offense. But, yeah, um, we're going to, you know, hopefully we put this one behind us, and if we're a good team, like we all think we are, uh, we should respond properly. And if we don't, eh, then uh, we'll see how it goes next week. Anyways, I won't take more of your time. Thank you very much for having me on. I love everything you guys do. God bless you guys. God bless the United States of America. God bless Raider Nation. And much love. Let's spread the love because uh, these are hard times. Everybody has their own personal demons that they go through. And uh, a smile or a hug or, or just something positive will go uh, a long way. All right, guys? So thank you very much. Till next time. Absolutely great call, bro. Great take. I mean, I'm not the only one saying that right now because I know that everyone listening is feeling it. That was beautiful, man. Thank you. Uh, the whole thing about the team, the way they're playing, going to man up before Denver. Cooper, I think he has a problem, man. I don't, I don't know if he likes football. I mean, <laughs> does that sound weird? I know. I just, you know, I was talking with another guy the other day, and I said, you know, it just seems like he plays, but he's just not that gut-wrenching, passional player. I mean, he plays, and he just always looks like he's melancholy or sad or some shit. I don't know. But uh, I wish someone would give this guy some counseling because we got to have him in the game 110%. He just seems like he's 40%, 60% maybe. Um we got to get that 100% out of this kid. I don't know what it is. He's not making enough money. I don't get it. Uh, somebody should get to this kid and figure it out. <laughs> for sure. Bro, thank you for all that. That was a great call. I can't say it enough. I'm sure I've said it too many times. Thank you. And our next caller is Sleepless in Korea. I like this guy's takes. Um, check it out. What's up, Raider Greg? What's up, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, today is Monday. 
It's Monday morning, September 25th. It's about 8 o'clock West Coast time. It can be this long to uh, to calm down over that debauchery that we saw last night from the Raiders. Uh, you know what? I'll be straight up honest with you. I don't really believe Trump's comments about, you know, the protesters being sons of bitches. I don't think it played too much of a factor. Uh, I mean, you heard Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth talking about, oh, well, they didn't know what they were going to do. You know, uh, that they took this long before pregame to figure out where they're coming out, where they're not coming out for the national anthem, whatever. You know what? I really don't think it was that big of a factor. What I think the biggest factor was was just exactly what I had said the week before. Uh, I had called a satellite radio station. I probably can't say who it is due to copyright and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, I called the satellite radio station, uh, NFL Radio, and I told them, I go, hey, man, I'm looking at this game as a trap game. Oh, no, no, no way. And these experts said, no, no way, no way, man. It's not a trap game. Uh, Oakland's going to go in there, and the Raiders are going to go in there, and they're going to they're gonna handle business. Well, the reason I said it was a trap game, because this week, this Sunday, who do we play? The freaking Broncos. So, I mean, I really think one or two things. I mean, I really think a few things happened. I really think Oakland overlooked Washington because Washington struggled the week before with with the Rams. They struggled to get that win. So I really just kind of overlooked Washington a little bit and got a little full of ourselves. Uh, hopefully this right here brings these guys back down to earth. It, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, I the way the Jets game played out and when I saw that, we were playing the Broncos in week four and Washington week three. That was it for me. I was like, that's it, man. They're they're going to blow this game. They're going to overlook Washington if they don't, if they're not careful. And sure as shit, that's exactly what can happen, man. They get their head out of their ass, start playing some football, dude. And that ground game is what's going to set up our passing game. That shit right there. And Carr getting his ass sacked, God, man, five, six times, that's bullshit, man. That shit should not be happening. It shouldn't be. We have one of the best, no lines, and they're going to pull this shit. Whatever. Anyway, the game's over. Um, you know, I'm still pissed off about it, but I'm able to you know, obviously just let it go. Uh, it's just irritating watching them on live national TV pull that shit. After, after years and years of us, you know, asking for nationally televised games and shit, and we go and pull that. We gonna shit the bed like that? Nah, that shit ain't fucking cool, man. All right, man. Sleepless in Korea. Love you guys. Thank you guys for everything you do, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Trap game, indeed it was. Um, I know we can win. I know we have. I said we have the skilled players to do the job. They just didn't bring the will. They didn't bring the will to win. Was not there in this game, bro. You could see it, and so could I. Once I got slapped around a little bit. They folded up. They didn't get pissed. They didn't fight back. They just folded up, and that was the end of the game. Um, Denver's next week. I think they should do a better job. This is all on Todd Dowling, the offensive play calling, all the buffoonery on the offense, the fancy horse crap when you're, you know, you got second and three and you pass the ball three times. Uh, you know, I I don't know. It sounds like Musgrave, it feels like Musgrave, and the results are very Musgrave-like in this game. Hopefully they'll lose, learn a lesson, and we'll come back, and our quarter of the season will be 3-1. and one. That's my hope. 
you know, the division game, I don't need to say it anymore. I've beat it out of everybody already. It's so important. Thank you for the call, brother. Appreciate it, man. And our next caller, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. Now, Chris has gone through the dark times with the rest of us here on Raider Nation Podcast. You can feel it in his take. <laughs> What's up, bro? Raider Nation. What's up? It's Raider Chris. Called from Pennsylvania. Just uh, trying to sleep the woes away, just waking up. Hoping it was a nightmare, what I witnessed last night. But it wasn't. It was reality. That game was an embarrassment. It was... It was ugly. They always... <laughs> where to start was... Where to start? Offense was ugly. Defense was disgusting. It was just... Just... Jekyll and Hyde team from what we witnessed last week. You know, Anderson getting just bullied on the field to Cooper continuing to drop passes, Crabtree dropping passes, Carr looking scared, no protection. I mean, did they stay in the locker room with the Steelers? I don't know. I don't know what the f*** happened. Excuse my language, but what a completely different team. It's just the Redskins. We made them look like the Patriots. I'm sorry to say it, but I mean, I, I don't mind the Redskins. I really don't, but they're not that good. We made them look that good. It was just, just Jekyll and I. That's all I can say. Like, it was two different teams, what we witnessed here. I, I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. But, uh, you know, it's on to Denver now, and uh, we play like that. They're going to they're gonna be uh, the bigger brother and bully us. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully we can bounce back from this. I'm seeing Carr on Twitter say, put all the blame on me. Put all the blame on me. He's saying all the right things, but it's not all on him. We can't put it all on him. He doesn't play defense. Norton's got to go. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, this is the Raider Chris that I know and love because we've been here too many times, bro. Think about it. We win a game and really beat someone bad, then come back and just have one of these games. You know the Raiders have gone in the last decade. The record losses, the number of yards on us, the number of points. I mean, everything bad that can happen has happened in the last decade or so. So we have seen these games before, and you and I and everyone else on this show <laughs> thought that it was over. I thought it was over. I thought it was over for this entire, from now on until who, never, who knows when, that we were not going to have another one of these games. I thought we'd have losses but i wasn't sure if we'd have a game quite like this ever again i thought nah we have too much talent for this booyah and it happens 
You know, bro, don't get depressed. It's one game. We got 16 games to go. It's the first quarter of the season. You know, it's Raiders football, bro. <laughs> what more can I say? Well, Raider Nation, that will probably do it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Let me just shed some positive light before I leave because it's been kind of grim throughout the show. So, listen, we got a chance to beat Denver. I think we've probably have been already studying Denver tape. I know that they're going to do everything that the Washington Redskins did to us this last weekend. They're going to lean on us. They're going to push on us. They're going to hit us hard. They're going to try to make us bleed. Well, you know, there's only one way to win that kind of game. That's to come out and kick some ass. That's to come out and kick him in the face and keep kicking him in the face until the whistle blows, right? That's the only way I see the Raiders redeeming from this performance. They need to go to Denver and seriously control that situation and win. Even if it's a field goal, that's okay. There must be competition. These guys are going to come out. And the coaching staff, I hope this was a huge wake-up call for them. What more can I say? I can say this. Let's breathe them Bronco hose. We need to take it home to these guys. We need to take them to the woodshed and give them a whooping. We can do it. We have the talent. Let's see it happen. That is all I have to say about that. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.